Our first scripture lesson is from Acts chapter 2, verse 14 and verses 36 through 41 from the NRSV. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Therefore, let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. This is our sermon text this morning from Luke chapter 24, reading from verses 13 through 35. And this is from the New Revised Standard Version. Luke 24, beginning with verse 13. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And talking with each other about all these things that had happened, while they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? And they replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they came, when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with the prophets, and with Moses, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, 
because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while we, he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Glorious Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you, to be fed from your word. Fill us as the bread in this scripture, that we may be filled and full and satisfied. Hear our prayers, O Lord. Amen and amen. So, how is it possible that anyone could be so blind? You've heard all the reports, why you probably have heard firsthand from the source, not to mention all the others who have been keeping you up to date with all the reports from the past, even with those who have been sick, but now are healed. Maybe you've heard from those who have been sent away, those who have been travelers, those, those who have been on the road many days who have seen the results from all around the country. How could you be so blind? Now, I'm not talking about the two men who were just outside the immediate circle of Jesus' disciples who were heading home to Emmaus, not sure of what the future holds. But you probably probably thought I was that's to whom I was referring. I, I mean, they were blinded by what they had witnessed, what they expected, so much so that they couldn't recognize Jesus accompanying them on their way home. So you can understand that there are other times in which people can be so reticent to see what is right in front of them because they believe something else is true or want something else to be true. Can you think of any current situation which might be an equivalent? Where what was obvious was not, where facts were treated as mere conjecture, Untested antidotes were dreamed up as cures. Life has drastically changed, but we should act as if everything is normal. So it isn't so strange after all. The path and the way and the truth and are right here with us, and yet we act so surprised when the facts are laid out before us. 
We fail to take the path we should go down because we are so focused on the way we still intend to go. Why can't I go to the concert, the, the sports arena, the restaurant, the school? What's all the fuss? I don't believe in this invisible thing every, everyone is talking about. So why should I let it bother me? That's their problem. It's nothing but a flu. It'll be over by April. I prophesy that by next Sunday, there will be more Americans who will be dead after two months with this coronavirus than were killed in 10 years of the Vietnam War. And in the fall, without a vaccine and with COVID deaths intermingled with those of the flu, we may approach the number of American dead of World War II. But we were so hopeful. We were so looking for a different ending. Just like these two disheartened, distraught disciples, we were anticipating a miraculous, marvelous escape. And we aren't home yet. Oh, don't get me wrong, I, I know you are home. We are all home. But we aren't where we should be or will be. And we will never be in our normal home again. I mean, don't you feel like you are in between? You haven't finished your journey? but you can't be on the road. And even if you were out traveling, is your next stop safe? Is your destination clear? Why are you here today? Why are you here watching and listening and participating in worship right now? Is it because this has is habit or even though we're in our own separate homes? I'm really hoping that the real reason that we are worshiping together this morning is to praise God as we have been commanded, as we have been loved into doing. I am hoping that we are gathered in the communion of fellowship to share God's fruits that have been born upon our branches. First, I don't think that God really cares what reason brought you here. Secondly, I think it is interesting that although we are scattered all over, we still are gathered together now. These two disciples who had actually left town, they, they were broken with the rest of the disciples. They had scattered from the center of the group to head toward their home in Emmaus to what they knew. But what was to happen to them soon was to happen to many this day. Throughout that country, the city, and even in the cemetery, Jesus was to be seen. Like many others who were to see Jesus, the two going to Emmaus did not at first recognize this man as Jesus. As Mary, who at the tomb thought Jesus was a gardener, these two would not recognize him until he did something that was familiar. To the two disciples of Emmaus, it was the manner in which Jesus broke, blessed, and gave them the bread. 
the way in which this was done evoked such strong emotions and memories. This is Jesus, the Christ. These two disciples who were scattered, who were separate, who were getting a new vision of Jesus' might and power and a new understanding of Jesus and who he really was. He wasn't just a carpenter's son, not just a prophet, but the Messiah, the Savior who was promised from long ago. The two disciples in Emmaus had finally recognized Jesus. It was this new understanding that they took back with them as they retraced their steps to Jerusalem and to the other disciples. Yes, back they went to be with the others. They had to give them the news of their sighting of the risen Christ. They had to tell the disciples who were trapped in the upper room that the days of hiding were numbered. When they did reach that Jerusalem room, they heard others telling their stories of meeting Christ. They were not the only ones who had discovered this truth. Their witness was added to the Shekinah of the glory of the resurrection, which was promised to all. It is here, gathered together, that we too can share how we saw the Christ. How Together we recognize Christ. It is through worshiping together that we learn of Christ and Christ's command to go tell others. That is our commission. We come together to share our stories. Then we are scattered to spread the good news. Let us see that upon our return, return to normal life that the fire is still in our hearts, and that we shall be able to share Christ's recognition with each other. There still are many who don't see God because God is invisible. Invisible until seen in our faith and our action, in our reaching out, even while being obedient now by staying in. Those scattered we will return. And this return will give us new insight, new words to take in. And in our future, when we can again gather in person, it'll no longer be understood as normal. And our departing worship will be different too. It will be. It will look forward to that day, the day we wish to have more to share with others of the world and the work and the word of Christ our Lord. Amen? Amen. Receive this blessing, our benediction. May the grace of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord, the love of God who raised him from the dead, and the power of the Spirit Holy Spirit, who fills the world with new life, bless and keep you. Amen and amen. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine. Oh, boy.
grace. May the rain fall soft upon your field. And until we meet again, may he hold Uh-huh.